The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Kevin Kavix, and I'm your host, John Clark. This is a geek podcast. It's always been a geek podcast. We've done like 400 episodes of being a geek podcast. But guys, we got to talk about the election. There's nothing else to talk about besides the election. What are we going to talk about? The Mandalorian? All right, we'll talk about The Mandalorian too. So this is Steven and I talking about The Mandalorian, but we got to talk about the election. We did good. Hmm. <laughs> Not as good as we could have or should have, but we did it. Yeah, he sh- yes, he should have gotten zero votes. Um, but there, there's just so much to unpack. I actually listened to NPR all weekend. That's how, yeah. my, that's how much I wanted to stay on pulse with politics. I was in yeah. the car. I was in the car yesterday, and I'm like, I'm like, where can I get news sources? I was like, oh NPR, and then I listened to like oh, must have been three hours of like, you're listening to. Sit down and take a spell with Josh, with Josh Connors and Mimi St. Clair. I was like, I was like, I am not used to this speed. Like, yeah, it's very N- chill. NPR is so chill that I didn't go above the speed limit. Well, that's good. Maybe I you was, should listen to them all the time. I was on Lakeshore Drive and I was like, man, the speed limit's not 60. I shouldn't go 60. <laughs> Because, you know, Lakeshore Drive is like a highway, then it's a street, then it's a highway. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just uh, feels like a highway. Mm, but there's so much to unpack. How are you feeling besides good? Uh, well, I, uh, um, hmm. winning has never felt this much like losing before. And I think it's just because I was – it's horrifying how close it was. Yeah. And it's like Joe Biden received more votes than any candidate in U.S. history followed by Donald Trump, who received yeah. the second most votes of any candidate for president in U.S. history. So in a way, we got what we wanted because every fucking election, they're like, why do people stay home? Come out. You have to vote. Half the population didn't vote. A lot of people came out and voted. Yeah, and, we, and it was too close for comfort. It's, it's really, really scary that this many people who saw everything, that nothing over the last three and a half years changed their mind. Right. That's horrifying. Yeah, so, I- I it's, agree. It's great that he lost. I can't wait until they drag him out of that fucking office. And I hope to see him in a fucking orange jumpsuit in the next two and a half years. But it's like, um, it just sucks that it was this close. Yeah. And that it's people like Susan Collins and Lindsey Graham. Oh, God. And Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell got reelected. Yeah. Um, they paid no price for impeachment, for flip-flopping on the Supreme Court for not passing any additional coronavirus stimulus for For the Supreme court judges. Right. For nothing. They got reelected. People reaffirmed these psychotic people. Yeah. It was, (laughs) it was such a roller coaster because Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, I watched it with a friend of mine who I know is COVID safe and didn't have anywhere to go. And I was like, I don't want to be alone watching this thing. So watch it and we'll drink and we'll drink one way or the other. But then it just, it just, protracted longer and longer longer and then you know then mitch mcconnell won and then lindsey graham won and i was just i was in a horrible mood and then it just kept going and going and it was stuck at like 153 and what happened was exactly what we were told what would happen it was the obvious thing that would happen was that the people that voted for trump came out because they don't believe in the in the virus and they don't believe in masks and they believe because Trump beat it. It doesn't really matter. So they all came out and voted. So his, so all of these states started coming in. He was winning, 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 and it felt like 2016. And then we knew that the mail-in votes were going to be Biden, and they were 75 percent for Biden because Biden spent months going like, "Hey, take care of yourselves. Like mail in if you don't feel safe." And I know everyone I know mailed it in. Like, yeah, we we got the request in ballots, and we all dropped them off at drop-off boxes. I don't know. Anybody that voted, I know two people that voted in person. Everyone else I know mailed in their vote or dropped it off. 
Yeah, I was never so careful with a form in my life. I like, know, seriously. I've, like, like, I never read anything at all. No, I don't read anything. But I read I, every word of that document. Yeah, I did every circle. I didn't like leave a space in the yeah. circle. I just kept going and going. It was like almost OCD. Because every single judge, we, you know, the ballot had like 50, 60 yeah, judges. Yeah, like 50 judges. And then there was the, in Illinois, there was the fair tax, which, yeah. which uh, they can. They did a great job of confusing the shit out of everybody because the fair tax in Illinois was to raise taxes on people, on millionaires. Yeah. And then the millionaires started putting out all these commercials going, why does Illinois want to raise taxes? Yeah. Who's going to suffer? And then it was so confusing of like, are these taxes good or these taxes bad? So it failed. Yeah, it failed. I I heard the the counter argument I heard was that the in written in the bill was the ability to, uh, fuck with taxes without permission, and the concern was that you they would raise taxes on like the little guys. But it's like I told everybody I knew, I was like, vote for that tax hike, fuck yeah. these millionaires. Yeah. It's, they and instead, to- they're going to raise taxes anyway. Right. Yeah. Because so. Illinois has been broke for about as long as I've been here. Right, and COVID isn't helping any state be less broke than it was before. So no. it's like every state's going to be broke now. In fact, right before I moved here. I remember this so clearly was when Blagovich got arrested. Yeah. And my dad was in a hospital at the time. Um, he's fine now, but, uh, but it was a little dicey. So I spent a lot of time in the hospital and watching the news, like sitting by his bed and they were just showing this guy with this gigantic hair. Yeah. Like being led out in cuffs. And I'm like, this is where I'm moving to. Yep. <laughs> that was a goddamn circus here. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine what it was like inside the fucking bubble. But yeah, but it just kept going. I swear to God, the two days when the electoral count didn't move, it was like 153 to 114 for like two fucking days. Yeah. And like work wanted me to work. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, it's like I, I took the election day off, mm-hmm. but I probably should have taken like the day after and the day after off instead. Yeah, I ended up taking Friday off, and it didn't feel like a day off at all. It just, it just like, feels like by Friday we knew. It's like I think that it was kind of irresponsible the networks not to call it earlier, and I think they were trying to just milk ratings by not calling it, but it's what? like I felt like Friday was like, come on, it's over, call well, it. Well, the states were calling it. Well, the other thing is that Fox News was the first one to call Arizona, and when, oh, they heard about it from all the Trumps. Yeah, that's The Trumps started screaming at Rupert Murdoch. It's going to be so nice. One of the best memes I've seen is uh don't remember we're not just getting rid of trump we're getting rid of trump jr we're getting rid of eric we're getting rid of ivanka we're getting rid of jared kushner we're getting rid of stephen miller we're getting rid of betsy devos right we're all getting, the villains are gone are they, the whole administration the problem whole- the only problem with that is that uh these are all the idiots that are going to run in 2024 because he's not going anywhere you know what i mean he's going to set up his like trump tv network and he's just going to be like a, a, like an evil J. Jonah Jameson, just like shrieking every day yeah, about every I, single thing Biden does. I'm actually not worried about that because seeing what happened this week when um, this, guy, this guy was propped up by the GOP for four years. And basically, they, basically, Mitch McConnell used him to get the judges he wanted yeah. and, to get, and to get the tax cut. And then he didn't give a shit what else he did like he was right that's all they did women in cages pull out of the world health organization you know um you, you say shithole countries um i i there's not even enough time by the way we're gonna talk about star wars on this podcast yeah we'll get to it <laughs> but come on we gotta talk about this um just a litany of things when what i saw was like once he started yelling about fraud nobody backed him yeah. Number one, Mitch McConnell, none of the none of the Republicans backed him because especially the Republicans that won. They were like, what do they're like, well, we can't say the election is a fraud because we just won it. Right. So the thing that it's just like none of the um Mitt Romney doesn't count because he voted for impeachment. None of the Republicans right. have commented on the win yet. So Monday morning we'll see like these Republicans coming out of their caves. It's like okay, Mitch McConnell, who's the president? And that guy better say Joe Biden. You yeah, know? The last thing I heard from Mitch McConnell was he wasn't going to approve anyone in the cabinet that he didn't like. 
So he, right. he's going to continue to be a shit. Although now Georgia has a runoff election, so Mitch McConnell might not be the majority leader. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, that's exciting. I think it's a very, 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 very long shot. And yeah, I but think, the way Georgia, Georgia f- turned blue in the middle. Right, of- that's why I think there's hope. But I think it's like, we're going to see the, uh, they're going to set records for the amount of money they're going to spend on that election. So yeah. much money is going to get funneled into that Senate because it's like, if the Republicans can keep it, it's crippling Biden. He won't get anything done. That'll be it. It'll be a wrap on his. It'll be, Ob- it'll be Obama again. Right. I mean, Obama and had such great plans and Mitch McConnell stepped on all of them. We're lucky we got what we got. We're lucky we got a version of the Affordable Care Act. Right. I, We're well, lucky we killed bin Laden. That's mostly true. I mean, it's like Obama got elected and had the Senate and the House and tried to work with the Republicans. It's like he should have just started cramming through liberal dreams <laughs> as yeah. soon as he got elected. Like Trump did just executive orders every day. Right. So, and that's the thing. It's like, so I, who knows what Biden will be able to do or what he'll do, but. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, but getting back to the point, I'm not worried about Trump just be, just seeing the way everyone's dropped. And the Trump family is having interventions on who, who to tell him that he lost. And right, apparently, I've heard uh, that. apparently yeah. they picked Jared because Jared's not a human being. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, now that I know you're watching next generation, when I heard Jared went to talk to him, it's like sending data to tell you the warp core is breached. Right. It's like, great. It's like, Captain, we cannot pull out of the, of the black hole. You don't want Worf telling you that. Right. He doesn't have the right um, personality for it. It's, it's literally data explaining something to Worf. That's what that, <laughs> that's Worf, what that Worf. looked to me. But, we, but the honor. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, watching him have a meltdown over the next couple of weeks is going to be a real pleasure to watch. I'll, I'll say that much. That's kind of the upside about how long this stretched out was seeing him right. come out. And, and also the last press conference he gave where he just spun out everyone stopped covering him. And then um, I was listening to the New York times podcast and I was listening to um, Seth Meyers that night. Nobody aired any of it. And they all said, we're not going to air this. This is, this is, this is nonsense. We're just going right. to tell you the, some of the nonsense he said. I'm like, we're not, we're not even airing them. They were cutting away. Right. I MBC, mean, MSNBC cut away from him in like 15 seconds or something. And that's the thing. Everybody's sick of him. He's damaged his brand so much. That yeah, he's gonna try to get some media thing going, but he's got no support. Fox, uh, when Biden gave the speech last night, as as of this recording, um, we were watching it on CNN, and then in the middle of it, I went, "How is Fox News covering this?" I switched to Fox News, and they were calm and cool and collected because they are. Uh, I was gonna say they have gotten off the Trump train, but they've kicked Trump off their train. Yeah, they're just like now Biden's the president, and let's see what he does, and let's see what the Senate does. There was no mention of fraud. There was no mention of he's bad. There was right, no- it's only like those late night idiots, Hannity and whatever that a Tucker, Tucker Carlson, Carlson or whatever. It's like well, the, they'll be the last two, and I've heard those two guys are probably going to just jump ship to Trump's network when he sets it up. Well, from what I heard about Hannity, there was an uh, article in the New York Times that the reason we've been seeing so many clips from Tucker Carlson over the last year is Hannity's fucking done with him he's he they were saying like trump talks to hannity every night hannity didn't want to talk to trump every night it was just racist grandpa was calling hannity every night that's awesome and he was like he was like this this guy's fucking up my show because like i I got a whole show prepared and then this guy calls up and he starts ranting and raving and now we got to turn he stopped taking his calls and then you know fox and friends stopped taking his calls and there was one day he just called like the fox financial channel fox business channel like he'll talk to anybody judge piero got fired she got fired she got fired today yeah that's awesome what she got fired for she got fired because she was gonna push the voter the voter fraud and it was like and fox news was just basically we're we're not doing that And she's like the people have to know (laughs) they're like they can know from the street go join megan kelly and tommy larin on twitter yeah that's awesome. So that's the big thing is like Fox, Fox News is, is basically Mitch McConnell. It's like we have a right-wing agenda that we're pushing through. We'll use this idiot to get through our agenda. This guy's not useful anymore. We're, we're dropping him. So, you know, he'll, it'll be Trump and his family trying to collect this shit. But they're taking Trump signs off, his, off all his buildings. Deutsche Bank is coming after him. The New York, New York yeah. State is building. New York State's going to get him on tax division or whatever. Yep, New York tax State. Fraud. 
New York State never cared what the federal government is doing. They've been building this case for a couple of years. The rape allegations are coming up. One, one is going to go to trial. He was trying to use the Department of Justice to shut that down. And by the way, when was the last time you saw Stephen Miller or Bill Barr since they got COVID? They might be dead. <laughs> one, one could hope, you know. It's like, uh, you don't want to wish harm on anybody, but both of those guys are just complete snakes. Yeah, although Chris Christie survived. Yeah, it's like I, he, he ate his way out of COVID. Yeah, he must. <laughs> but it's like, I just think it's just like, uh, I don't know. The whole thing's just ridiculous. Well, now Mike Pence is, or the chief of staff has it now too, right? Yeah, Mark or Meadows has it. Mark Meadows uh, has it. They yeah. said it's up to five people. And, you know, Trump yeah. thinks he's immune because they gave him $100,000 worth of experimental drugs. He's right, not getting yeah. that twice. Right. He'll be fine. So I, That's I, crazy. This is the fun. This is watching him just, like, spin and flame out. Yeah. Um, Fox News is just going back to I, – I feel like Fox News is going back to Clinton era. Like, they'll have a couple of Newt Gingriches that are all mad, but for the most part, most part they'll just be kind of pricks. They're yeah. not going to be – they're not going to be going after him the way they went off after Obama. They're, they tried to go over Kamala. Tucker Carlson said she can't pronounce her own name, which is mansplaining to the nth degree. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm sorry, that's not how you pronounce your own name. It's what a piece of shit. It's Kamala. <laughs> yeah, I think yes. it's, what's nice, what's the nicest thing about it is that um, uh, Trump will split with the Republicans because they're going to move on without him, right? They're going to acknowledge yeah. Biden's the winner and move on without him. He's, and then he's, he's not split. hot anymore. He's like, right, but he's like an split. aging rock star that put out an album that bombed. MTV wouldn't run him anymore. And I know all those are dated references. <laughs> right, but he's dated. You know, he's a dated reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll split the party too because we're going to get like Trump Republicans and then we're going to have like Republican Republicans because Republican senators won in states that went for Biden. So that means- Yeah, they got back a few seats of the house. Right, we rejected Trump, not Republicans. You know, uh, Republicans, all the evil people stayed in power except for Trump. So, but then Trump's going to fracture the party now. So now hopefully we'll have like ridiculous right-wing Trump Republicans and then we'll just have regular old right-wing Republicans. Greedy Republicans. they won't be able to work together. You know what I I mean? It's like they'll be weaker because they can't unite. I think Trump's not going to take that many. I think it's, I think Trump's going to be the new Tea Party. And then the Tea Party wants... Once people stopped ignoring them, they turned on each other because they just wanted to fight. It was like the Tea Party was like a pit of Tasmanian devils and nobody was throwing a rabbit in there. Right. And they just ate each other. And that, that's what QAnon is doing now because QAnon right. is just – QAnon's a bunch of nuts. And it's like it's, – it's, QAnon is the reason the Joker never led a supervillain team. You get Lex Luthor to lead the team. Right, yeah. You can't have a nut, a nut in charge of the circus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's just giggling and running around. What you have is uh, you have the Joker killing his own henchmen. That's the Trump family. You right. Get, like, well, they're eating each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the, Trump family is, the Trump family is Dr. Doom and his henchmen. <laughs> What's as awesome is like I just I, – I'm excited to know just how many of them are going to go to jail. You know what I mean? It's like – yeah. It's like, are the kids in, in legal jeopardy too? It's oh, like, yeah. they it's all just are. awesome. Eric Trump had to testify in front of New York like a month ago. Yeah, that's awesome. For like stealing charity money. They've done every bad thing you can do. Yeah, and that's what's so shocking is that it's like I, either people don't care or they, they just refuse. They're, they're stupid. It's one or the other. I don't know yeah. that it can be anything else. It's like you just don't care or you, you're so stupid you just don't know about it. Because this is all like readily inf- uh, available information. I think it's, it's like- both. I mean, people live in their own people live in their own bubbles. Yeah. Now, like especially now with the internet, like I I can go on for an hour and a half about what's happening in Spider Man, but you ask me what's happening in Justice League, and I'm a blank. Yeah. Because because I'm following my own when my own little bubble, and it and it's that granular. So like people that people that don't follow politics or don't care that that's the thing that's been driving me crazy about both uh socialized medicine and covid is people saying well nobody could have done better and you can't have medicine for everybody and i'm like bitch look at europe yeah you like, actually can new zealand look at Can- canada it. yeah somebody tweeted a photo of canada and it was all the breakouts in the united states and all the breakouts in canada 
and the breakouts were red, and there was a straight red line across the border of the United States with Canada. The only straight line in the world if you plotted all the COVID cases on the globe. It's a singular straight line. And it's like, we're, and we're the richest country in the history of the world. Yep. Don't tell me we couldn't get this under control. That's patently false. Well, it's like we were mismanaged from the start, you know? Yeah, everybody, well, uh, they were afraid that the economy would tank, and it did, because they were like, people got to keep showing up to work and spending money. So just go, I mean, look at the rallies. <laughs> like, right. like he's just having, he was just having super spreader events so he could feel good about his own ego and think he was going to win. Right. Like, it was like clearly- that huge motorcycle rally, they said. Or the uh, boats. I love the boats that sank the each boats, other. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it, it's it's like the party's exactly as awful as you think it is. The really, really, really nutters. You know, the trucks driving around trying to drive the Biden bus off the road. It's like, you know, the guys that got arrested with guns outside the Philadelphia voting center. It's yeah. like they're as awful as you think they are. You and, know, it's like you don't see this kind of stuff on the left. I know everyone goes and screams about Antifa, but it's like. Antifa doesn't exist. Antifa's not a thing. Around. Right. Yeah. It's not a thing. It's like it's not and, an organization. It's like right. It's just an ideology. And I'll it's like George Soros. I'm not sure that George Soros exists. I feel like yeah. George George Soros is he's the Wizard man. of Oz. To, yeah, he's the Wizard of Oz to conservatives. He's this big green head. But if, yeah. if there even is a George Soros, he's just a kindly old man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's crazy. And it's, it's, it's like, it's great that he lost. I'm super relieved. I just can't wait to go back to not thinking about what the president's doing every moment of my life. Right. And um, it just sucks that it was this close. And, you know, it's like... Uh, but it's not... Now when you look at it, it's not that close. I mean, he, he's got him... He, he won by like 70 points and we still don't have Georgia. Yeah, but it's we like final the yet. vote totals are what's horrifying is that it's like he only lost by like 100,000 votes or something. No, he didn't. No, he lost by the popular vote. He lost by 7 million. Oh, I'm saying like maybe I'm thinking of a specific state. It's like I, yeah, he states, did yeah. lose a bigger margin, but he but so many people voted for him. He increased. More people voted for him this time than they did last yeah. time. That's terrifying, you know? Yeah, I, yeah it's horrible. But I do think um, – I do think it's going to be weaker. Like uh, one of the things that kept coming up is like, what about all those, all, all the Trumpers with guns when he loses, they're going to just run out and shoot people. I'm like they're not organized. Right. It's like when That's the uh, thing, it's like the same thing. I was never worried about like a civil war. It's like not enough people in this country want a civil war to have a civil war. And they're all spread out. It's like five guys right. in every neighborhood. So right. you, you exactly. can't have a home base. Well, that's the other thing too, is like civil war before was a geography based, you know, all this, racists were in the south all the racists are everywhere now they've dispersed themselves throughout yeah. the country so it's like yeah you can't what you're not gonna be fighting block by block in the united states it's right. just not that's gonna what, happen that's what he-man taught me all the bad guys lived in snake mountain and all the right. good guys lived in eternia and for some reason there was a castle gray skull in the middle that was shaped like skeletor but a wizard lady lived there yeah that, that's just when like i decided that. i was too old for he-man <laughs> right it's like this doesn't make any sense i went back to gi joe which, by the way, uh, Hasbro, there's a Hasbro YouTube channel. They have every epi- full episodes of G.I. Joe for free. That's great. And I watched it, and it was the dumbest goddamn thing I ever saw. It was yeah. so excessively violent, and nobody got hurt. And I, I watched it with Ben and Sebastian, and I was like, I used to love this show. And I've been collecting some of the Marvel Legend line they have now, G.I. Joe Classified. And they're yeah. gorgeous figures. And... Uh, we watched one, and there was, I, there was one where a G.I. Joe guy got shot in the face. And like just With a fell. laser. Yeah, and he fell down dead, and at the end of the episode, they, were, they, were, they pulled the self-destruct, and they just picked him up and carried him. And I'm like, but that guy's dead. And then at the end, he was like sharing a coffee. I'm like, this is the That's 80s. Great. There's just no consequences. No consequences. I think they did that in the G.I. Joe movie. It's like Duke or somebody dies on screen. But then this was after the Transformers movie yes. came out and traumatized the generation by killing all the main characters in the first, you know, opening of the movie. And I guess they had like a voiceover change at the last minute where he's like, and Duke's okay. Yeah. And it's like, but he's clearly not. He's clearly dead. There, yeah. In fact, I remember it clearly. There's a wide shot of everybody. It's real far back where they're cheering. And just there's VO going, I just heard from the hospital. Duke's going to be okay. Right. And you never <laughs> saw him ever again. Never again. That was like Voltron. I used to love Voltron when I was a kid. And they, um, 
I was watching a YouTube video of the original Japanese series versus what America did to it. Because when they dubbed it, they were like, yeah, Western audiences aren't going to understand this. So they changed some things around and edited things. And uh, did you ever watch Voltron? No. It's basically Power Rangers, but they also flew robot lions. that can Right. So, uh, and it was anime. It wasn't live action. But in the first like five episodes, the guy that drove the blue lion was named Sven. And Sven dies. And then the princess takes over the blue line, and then they had one girl on the team. But in the American version, after he dies, they're holding him. It's almost like Crisis, like Superman holding Supergirl. And no wow. lips, no lips move. But the Western version, the Western version dubbed in, "Get me to a hospital," <laughs> because there's no consequences. And again, you never see him again. But speaking of. Uh, good and evil things since I was a kid. Speaking of horrible people that have been dispersed and they'll be out there horrible, but they can't quite turn into a force again. Mandalorian season two is out. Yes. And uh, um, Michelle Saleo is coming on the show again and I talked to her about it and she hadn't seen it. So I was like, you're not coming on next week. So that'll be, <laughs> that'll be pushed back. Uh, there's two episodes since we've recorded this. You've seen both? Yes. What are you thinking about season two so far? Um, I really, really, really liked the first episode. Uh, the second episode I liked not as much because it, it, just, it, it, I think because it didn't go too far. It was just like we got stranded and it, it didn't seem like there's a lot of progress it, made. It in was like a one-off. And right, but it's I, like a one-off. But I kind of like that where it's like not every, there, and there were, you know, there were a couple of one-offs in season one, like the one with Bill Burr. Or the one with like the young bounty hunter. Right. It reminded me of like the prison episode. Yes. Um, I liked it. I liked it more than the prison episode. The ice spiders were sufficiently creepy and the and baby Yoda kept eating the eggs. Spoilers for the first two episodes. Oh um, yeah. I, I was actually kind of horrified by that because I'm like, this is like I get it's like a joke, but it's but like yeah, but- this lady's talking about her family line ending and this baby's eating like forty of her kids. Swallowing them. Um, but it, it was the first time baby Yoda acted like a baby. Where he was like, no, no. <laughs> he just looked at um, But episode one was the best Star Wars thing I've seen in about 40 years. Yeah, episode one I, was awesome. I, massive spoilers for it. But um, that's one. It takes place on Tatooine. And it's, we actually start to find out what happened to Boba Fett after Return of the Jedi. And I loved every fucking moment of it. Like when he's in the bar. And the door opens and you see like Boba Fett, you see Boba Fett's armor, but it's like not the same body. And you hear, and you hear him talk. I yelled out, I was watching it with the boys. I yelled out, is that Timothy Oliphant? <laughs> and then he took his helmet off and it was Timothy Oliphant and I couldn't have been happier. And it made me realize Timothy Oliphant makes me very, very happy. <laughs> you love him. I love Timothy Oliphant. I was a big fan of Justified, which was like seven seasons. And it was like, him and Walton Goggins and they were like, it was modern day cowboys, but nobody does cowboy since Clint Eastwood as good as Timothy Oliphant. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I didn't remember him. I knew I had seen him in something, but I couldn't place him, but I was, um, uh, I thought he was awesome. He pops up a lot. He's, he's actually in the season of Fargo with Chris Rock, which I'm watching. It's not quite as it's I'm watching it on Hulu and it's not great, but it's interesting. But he just did. He was just in that Drew Barrymore zombie show on Netflix, um, which he had done right after Justified. He's actually um, he did a couple of episodes of The Office. He's actually really close friends with Conan O'Brien. So when he come comes on there, they just they just hang out and they do the funniest things. He just seems like look. He he's like this California surfer mixed with this old style cowboy. Yeah, and, he's. I mean, he was perfectly cast for the role he was in. It's like this like. Rebel sheriff guy was great. Yep, and just and he was just so matter of fact. He was like, "Where'd you get that?" He's like, "Bought us from some Jawas." And then he's like, "I'll he's like I'll kill this thing and you give it back." All right. <laughs> he's like, "So I just I want him to have his own show." Uh, yeah, <laughs> so he gets a spinoff. But it was it was so ah, man, and the action in it was insane, and it it made me think that. Uh, they had to have shot some of this during COVID because COVID has been going on for so long, but the way they shoot that show is almost everything is basically green screen with, you know, screens around them. They never go outside. All the outdoor shots are CG generated. 
Um, I noticed in these two episodes, characters don't stand very close to each other. So mm. I think they're all six feet apart on set and then composited and there's a lot of cuts. So this is a show you can actually make in COVID. Half the characters are compl- have their faces covered anyway. Right. I mean, that ant guy wasn't even there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but the CG in this was so huge. I'm like, I kind of think they might be, they probably spent more this season than last season because it's such a huge hit and it's driving. Yeah. I think this, the budget d- must have increased it. I, th- I thought it looked better. It normally yeah. looks pretty good, but I think it's getting a bigger budget because it but was. But also the scale of it, the Crate Dragon was huge, right? And um, the was- one thing I'll say is that yeah. I think the. Um, what's awesome is the guy that played the, he was like impersonating Boba Fett or using his armor. That yeah. guy was a more of a badass than Boba Fett ever was in the movie. Yes. So all and those I, people that go on and on about how badass Boba Fett was when he does nothing except getting by that sand vagina monster. And it's, yeah, right. And he, it's a cool armor. And now it's even cooler because all the paint is scratched off. Right. Um, even though he does lose it. But actually a friend of mine told me on Twitter that he, that character is actually from the expanded universe. It's from, so, it's from some of the books. Oh, that's cool. I can't follow. So that's extra cool for people because there's. Oh, and I saw something Marco uh, Garcia posted. Marco's great dude. He's been on the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. Um, He said that the the spiders, he shared an image, the Mm -hmm. ice spiders. There was some old artwork that had Luke Skywalker fighting ice. Um, spiders so that that was even original concept art from the original trilogy stuff yeah there was a great behind the scenes thing um there's a really great show about the making of season one and uh they were talking about how nerdy they get because dave filoni's a big part of this and he did clone wars and rebels and he's always finding easter eggs and there's a lot of easter eggs in mandalorian that go back to those animated shows which honestly were were just targeted too young i didn't even finish rebels I, i started it when the disney plus app came out and I got it like three seasons through and I kind of just lost interest. But there's all these little Easter eggs. Like, So there was a scene where John Favreau, the long gun that uh, the Mandalorian has with like that kind of pitchfork at the end. Yeah. Um, that's from the animated uh, scene in the holiday special when they first introduced Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. So, that's cool. Uh, and he said, he goes, he goes, I showed it to George Lucas. I'm like, you see this? You put it in the holiday special. Now we put it in the show. And George Lucas is like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything. <laughs> no, and the thing that blew me away in uh, the final episode of season eight was when the troop transport shows up and all the stormtroopers like come out of the sides of it. Yeah. That was it's actually like a toy. It was a toy Kenner produced in the 70s. And I remember arguing with my cousin Walker about it because he was positive that it's in the movie. And I'm like, this thing is not in any movie. He's like, yeah, it's in the roll base. It's in the back, you know, and, uh, and yeah. And, you know, it's, it's hard to persuade Walker out of something he decides that he, <laughs> that is. So at, at six, I couldn't do it, but I was always like, I don't think this is real. But then they, but then John Favreau put it in and I'm like, well, now it's real. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, well, that's what's nice about it is like the people making this show are just total huge nerd fans of the show. And uh, of Star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there, it's exactly being worked on by who you'd want it to be without the, I don't know, it doesn't seem to me to be over the top or like too fan service you know? It's, it seems right. it doesn't get bogged down right with, level of like, it, it doesn't get bogged down with references and Easter eggs. It, it right. uses them where it's supposed to use them, but. Right, it's the neat if you know this stuff, but it's like, it's not necessary information, enjoy it. Yeah, and as I said, like I was, I was a uh, diehard Star Wars fan when I was a little kid to the point where some of my relatives think I still am because that's how much I loved it. Um, and it's kind of, you know, I've said many times, when I look back, Return of the Jedi wasn't that great a movie and I was losing interest by then. And also they told me it was done and there wouldn't be any more. So it's really only those first two movies I adore. So I don't know a lot of stuff about, say, uh, about like the expanding universe um i did recognize like the sand people dogs i'm like that's in something it turns out it's an attack of the clones but i oh, could, yeah i couldn't pinpoint that's what it was we got to see like how sand people lived and their, and their language is like half sign language yeah well it's cool to see them use the sand people this isn't the first time i think they've done it but a lot in right. the show is just like I mean, it's cowboys and indians right so the sand people yes. are the native americans it's like that's their home world and it's interesting to show it from like, you know, they're not just these like villains 
um, it makes Darth Vader a lot more of a monster, yeah. <laughs> you know, because not only did he slaughter like the their children and everything, it's like he slaughtered the Jedi children, but it's like these are just the indigenous people of Tatooine, as far as right. we know. Yeah, I, I kind of felt I've always felt, and in, in that episode as well, that when I was a kid, I thought they were aliens that looked like that, but in this since it's in high def or 4K even, if you have that TV, where they get really close, I'm like, no, that's clearly a breathing apparatus. Yeah, I think Those are clearly head and toe. We have no idea what they look like. Yeah, they could be human. They, right, which is know, cool. They, it's like an interesting idea, you know? Yeah, it was... Uh, it's just been so much fun. And this underscored how much of a Western The Mandalorian is and how much of a Western Star Wars is. I mean, you, you know, you have Han Solo. Han Solo's a gunslinger. Right. You have these frontier towns, but uh, people talk about Star Wars, Star Wars being the space opera or this, this giant myth, but I think it works the best as a Western. And this, I love, I was kind of disappointed at the end of season eight when, you know, when Gus Fring, the Imperial Gus Fring, who makes me very happy as well. Yeah. Um, when he came out with a lightsaber, I'm like, I don't want Jedis. I don't want Jedis in this. I just want bounty hunters and spaceships and aliens and guns. And for the most part, they stick to it. Yeah, I don't mind um, the Jedi showing up. It's like a little bit. I don't want Skywalkers. That's my big thing. It's like, I'm fine with Jedis. It's just like, I'm just sick of seeing, um, you know, Luke Skywalker and the fucking Skywalker family. It's like, that's my big thing. And you won't because they set this, and they explicitly say it, they set this five years after the fall of the Empire. So it's five years after Return of the Jedi. So if they made this in real time, this would have come out in 1987. So Mark Hamill is still the only Luke Skywalker there is and the only Skywalker and Carrie Fisher is the only Princess Leia. You obviously couldn't get them to look like they do in the 80s. Right. So they, I don't think they've been able to create a whole Jedi Academy in five years. I mean, we see that it's kind of rudimentary when he's raising Kylo Ren. So I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, I don't think we're going to see any. I, I think this is it. You know, it's like, I think uh, we'll see. We might see somebody using a lightsaber. We might see people talking about the force. Like he tells the X-Wing pilot, you know, force be with you. And, and they say, and also with you, which is, know, which is what, which is the joke we always think they say and they never do because it's right. such a Catholic thing. And they act, he actually says it. Yeah, and it's like that's the kind of stuff that I think is fun. It's like yeah. they're keeping the show fun. It's it's light. It's like um, it's it's weekly again, which is nice. It's like yeah. you're able to kind of digest the episode. Taking time. Um, and you know what? Star Trek Discovery is back, so it's like I can watch new Star Trek on Thursdays and then new Star Wars on Fridays. Right, you're always getting. I'm something. just like I just can't wait for Wandavision. I'm like we've had the app for a year. I know there's COVID, but we should have had a Marvel show by now. Yeah. It, uh, because honestly, the Mandalorian is what's keeping that whole app afloat. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's cool that you can watch. You know, what we Mar- passed last week too. What? Uh, last Thursday, the Eternals was supposed to come out. Uh, we still haven't gotten Black Widow. We still haven't gotten Black Widow. Black Widow got moved to last oh. Thursday, and then it got bumped again. Was the Eternals so, finished filming even? I don't know. And you know, it's just like it would. That's that's just when it was its original release date was eleven five or eleven six or yeah. whatever. I often so. think about Camille because Camille got like crazy jacked for that. Yeah, and shocked and, everybody. Yeah, and then he had to like be just be home. <laughs> and I'm right. Like, and I'm like, it's been seven eight months. Is he still jacked? Yeah, maybe. He was always in good shape, but it was like it's still weirdly. He got weirdly jacked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like all these guys do. It's like it's like uh, it's crazy how effective yeah. they know how to do this yeah we were rewatching. i was rewatching guardians of the galaxy and and, and uh for my was saying you know chris pratt for, chris pratt used to be really big on parks and rec i'm like yeah he stopped doing that to get this movie and he and apparently he stopped doing that after that movie because infinity war they rocket calls him one sandwich away from being fat yeah <laughs> yeah so that and that's the goal you get crazy jack i mean i you know i've been I've been locked down for as long as everybody else. And I'm looking down going, ah, I'm getting old, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but I'm not working out. I'm not eating right. I'm not even walking well, through a train. Like you're not even walking to the train. So I always remember my dad saying that when he retired is like how much walking he wasn't doing anymore. Cause he worked yeah. downtown and the it's best- like, yeah, you're not walking a mile every day. You know, it didn't right. catch on. Yeah. The best shape I was ever in the office was a mile and a half from the train station and it took just as long to go to the L and wait for the train and then take the train 
than it did to walk. So I would just walk because it would save me money. And I was walking three miles a day and I was 10 pounds lighter. Yeah. Not now. Not now. COVID, now, the COVID 20. Yeah. And, and now with COVID, there's 100% remote jobs. I'm like, we all going to yeah. Right. Yeah. Why would, and that's the thing is like, I think that's going to change a lot of things. We're not going to have folks going back to the offices. Yeah. So, um, so one of the other cool things about Mandalorian, I'm realizing with this season, uh, now that we're deep, deep into it and how much I'm, I'm loving it is that, uh, I, I do think it's the best thing they've made since Empire Strikes Back. And it gives me that feeling. And I kind of love that he lives in that ship and there, and I, like I was thinking, if I was a kid, I would definitely like just play with that ship in the backyard and run around and make him live there. And then he'd have to be friends with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker so they could all hang out together, uh, which you don't want on this show. But I'm, I like it so much that I am tempted to back the latest Hasbro Kickstarter. Oh, for their giant ship? They're actually making it? They're actually making it. It ends, uh, it ends the day this podcast comes out. So if you want to sign up for it, uh, sign up while you're listening to this podcast. But we talked about how um, they made that giant Sentinel that's like three feet tall. Yeah. And, uh, and it went through the roof and I ordered one and um, our, Mike at Mr. Wayne's ordered three. So he's like, I'll have one at the store. I'll keep one and I'll have one for 10 years from now. Yeah. Uh, but people went insane for it. The first um, HasLab, they call their Kickstarter. It's on HasbroPulse.com. First one they did was Jabba's Sail Barge, which I didn't order. And I saw it at C2E2 and it was like four feet long and it was the whole thing. And yeah, go, I remember seeing only the package for it and it looked ridiculous. It looked ridiculous, but it had the whole top and then you could open it up and Jabba was in there. And I have not bought uh, a three and three quarter Star Wars scale anything, figure ship anything in 10 years. Like every now and then I'll buy the six inch stuff because I collect Marvel Legends, so stuff that goes with that, like G.I. Joe Classified or Star Wars Black. If it's a character I really like and the, the figure's done well, I'll buy it. But I haven't bought anything in three and three-quarter scale. This, they, this ship, they have the whole Razor Crest out, and it's exact scale to three and three-quarter. Like the back opens up and the side opens up. It has a weapons rack. It has like the toilet and the bunk in there. It has um, the carbonite freeze chamber. It has aliens frozen in carbonite that you can hang inside. It's got the escape pod. You can fit three people in the cockpit. It comes with, it comes with a Mandalorian figure with a soft cape so you can fit him in the cockpit. It comes with baby Yoda in the baby carriage so you can fit him in the cockpit or have him float around. It comes with those creepy Jawas and their awful egg. Yeah, Jesus, that was it, so gross. Yeah, it comes with a flying stand so you can like position it up it's like, it's so tempting. I don't collect Star Wars anymore. Um, I have a bunch of three and three quarter stuff and it's, it's all like a decade old. And I'm like, I, I've been thinking of selling that off. And I'm, part of me is like, yeah, I got to back this thing. I got one day left to back this thing. Because I still have the Millennium Falcon, like the gigantic one they released in 2008. Which, yeah. by the way, they released that for $150 in 2008. It was the only year I went to San Diego when I saw it on display, I said, I'm buying this. They, it sold out. A year later, they put it out for $250. That sold out. It was gone for 10 years. They did not re-release it for any of the movies that the Millennium Falcon was in. So not Force Awakens, not Solo, not Last Jedi. It's back out now, and it is $500. Wow. I kept mine, but the Razor Crest, I'm like, maybe I need to, I need to keep the Razor Crest. That sounds like an investment. You know, yeah, massive investment. I don't know where I'd put it. <laughs> I don't, you know, honestly, What's crazy is like, how is that ship? Spoiler alert that ship's done after that last episode. That thing should be destroyed. Yeah, in fact, the, the toy you can take off half of it, and they're like, oh, really? you can you can recreate when the Jawas stripped it down, and you can take the pieces off the engine and the side. That's and, cool. and I guess in this episode, you can probably put it in ice and then have spiders yeah. punch it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And usually I'm like, ah, uh, like even Jabba Sail Barge. You know, I loved Jedi when I was a kid, but I was like, eh, I don't need it. I've moved on. This, I'm like, I think I've moved on, but maybe I haven't moved on. Yeah, it's just, it's because it's so good. And, and honestly, like I'm in a smaller apartment than I used to be. Even if I was in a big house, I don't know where the fuck I'd put this thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't see it something. I, I would I would say it's like the same conversation we had when that animated Batwing came out, and then you yep. just slowly talked yourself into getting it. You know, I, I bought it from you. Yeah, it was out for like two days, and it was sat on the floor. I packed it up, and when I moved, I sold it to Mr. Wayne's. He sold it in about ten minutes. Yeah, so it went to a good home, and hopefully. It, and it gave me like three free sets of Marvel Legends uh, out of the trade-in. But yeah, but there's uh, – the, the back heel, I still can't even move. The box is just so big. Right. So th- this thing's going to be – I think it's like 30 inches long. It's 10 inches high. It's like 20 inches across with the engines. It's, it's like the size of a desk. But part of me is like that little kid part of me, which is the part of me that collects action figures. I'm like, I love – my favorite thing when I was a kid – were vehicles that were also play sets. It's because it was like a house that could just go around. Like the Millennium Falcon is the perfect example of that. Yeah. Like you could take it out to the backyard, but they'd all still be inside. Right. It's that's a base and a ship. Yeah. And that's what this is. And I'm like, Argh. I bought the stupid um, Phantom Menace ship that like sleek silver oh, thing. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. No, not great. No, it, and you never saw it again. And also, when you opened up the playset, it all just like stuck out. They weren't in the ship as much as on top of it, and you put walls in there. It was terrible. Yeah, that I bought it. Sound great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we'll we'll see if you end up with it or not. I think it's like uh, let's just remember that you're not gonna have any room for this thing. I know we've all got about eight hours. It doesn't come out till fall 2021. But honestly, one of the things is the Sentinel now goes for seven hundred dollars, and it's not coming out till 2021. Yeah, that's insane. So it's partly like, is it insurance? And then you can always, if you regret it, you can always sell it. But you have right. to pay for- yeah, because you've even said the same thing with like hot toys is like most of the hot toys increase in value. Yeah, I've sold off most of those. Right. But, um, and now I've been buying the, um, I've been getting the really expensive six inch stuff like the Bandai Figure Arts and Mezco 112s. And that stuff all goes way up in value. But there's always something to buy, Stephen. Yeah, there always is. I was looking at fucking Marvel Legends the other day because I know I've got the order coming in from Mr. Wayne's, the yeah. King, and the Jocasta. Yeah, um, I ordered and I'm the like set. looking around. I'm like, man, it's like well, maybe I should get Magneto. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's like I just feel like a dope because I didn't get him in that three pack. I bought Quicksilver oh, individually. This will be my greatest thing in the world because uh, I think we're we're getting down to it. But. Um, I just had a delivery show up uh, Thursday, and it was lost for three weeks, and I was really, really pissed. But it was um, on basically what was San Diego Day, quote-unquote, the stuff they had ready for Comic-Con, and Comic-Con never happened. They just put up on Pulse one day, and I got the Hellfire Club, which was Sebastian Shaw, Donald Pierce with robot hands, Black Queen, which you could switch your head from Jean Grey to Selena, and White Queen. Um, oh, you know, nice. with, and they, they're gorgeous. And it's just like the fact that they made these, um, the fact that they made these at all, it was like, first of all, from, it was su- such a seminal part of the eighties, but you don't remember them anymore. But then again, when they did the dark Phoenix, that was a big part of the animated show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they did. They're definitely, uh, second or third only behind like Apocalypse and Magneto for like big Marvel X-Men bad guys, you know? Yeah, we watched that episode again when they fight that, the Hellfire Club, which they just call the Inner Circle because they weren't allowed to say Hellfire. Yeah, you can't say Hellfire on TV. But there's, there's a moment in that I never quite noticed. But uh, Ben and I were watching it and we were around it four times on Disney+. Plus. Um, when, when Wolverine's like sneaking through the mansion, and in the original John Byrne, Chris Claremont comic, he's hacking those guys to pieces. Yeah. But in this one, he just kind of pushes them into closets. <laughs> the only thing his claws could cut in the animated series were doors. If there yeah, was a door. Doors and um, like uh, fences and stuff. Yeah. He was <laughs> like cutting barriers and guns. He was Bender. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a scene where he walks by and, there's a tur- and he cuts a turkey leg with his. Yeah. And when he walks off screen, for some reason, they overdub him going, turkey. <laughs> and we, he just says turkey. <laughs> turkey. And we watched it four times. And we watched it clearly enough where his lips do not move. So at some point, like there was a Fox executive that goes, well, kids aren't going to know what he's eating. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's a chicken. Maybe it's a right. dog. 
he needs to say turkey. Let's make sure we do an education while we're doing this. Yeah. So the, the box set was really, really cool, and there was no way I was missing it. But with that, I also ordered three of the Hellfire Club guards, which yeah, were goons. like, those goons are so, there's like such a John Bernie kind of design. Yeah, it's a great like, look. They could have easily fought the Fantastic Four. And they had these like, they had these masks that are like, uh, they're like Iron Man masks in the comic. But yeah. But the figures, it's like an overlay. And I'm like, oh, they're the gimp. Because the whole thing's some weird sex club thing anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something um, going on. Yeah, but I ordered those and they never showed up. And I was like hunting down FedEx and I was hunting down Hasbro. And I wasn't getting any answers. Um, but that sh- showed up out of nowhere. And they were cool. I mean, it was just a basic Marvel Legends body with that head. But what I also ordered um, was the Logan two-pack, which was um, old Hugh Jackman with the beard and, oh, uh, yeah. and Professor X in like a sweater. And I ordered that because I'm like, oh, I love – Logan's one of my, fa- my favorite X-Men movie, if not my favorite X-Men movie. And I'm like, yeah, I want those. And I kind of forgot about them. And when I opened them, they're so perfect. They're kind of – they're kind of better than any of the Avengers figures they did. Wow. The, the faces are dead on. I've never seen a Captain Picard figure as good as this Professor X figure. And uh, did, they, did they make a Picard figure for the show coming back? No. No, I think nobody's making Star Trek figures right now, which is mm. bums me out. McFarlane had the license, and I don't know if he still has it or if uh, no one has it right now. Because he put out uh, Kirk and Picard and then nothing. And then the second set was supposed to be Spock and Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery. And they were pretty McFarlane-y. They weren't very posable, but they were nicely sculpted. And those didn't even happen. And now we've got Discovery and we've got Picard. We've got Lower Decks. I would buy animated figures of Lower Decks. I'd pre-order those. You know, and we're getting Strange New Worlds. There's so many Star Trek shows and we're getting nothing. Yeah, no companies doing Star Trek, you're saying? No, I mean, I have the Diamond figures from 10 years ago, which uh, I wrote the packaging on, start, on those Star Trek figures, so I got those. And I have a bunch of the old Playmates, which Triple Fiction Productions is making 3D playsets out of, so I keep all those. with, You know, the, the, those 90s Playmates figures were made like Ninja Turtles. They have giant hands and heads. Right, yeah, they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're ridiculous, but they made cool playsets with them, and they fit in there. So nobody's making these, but if somebody was to make a Picard from Picard, you could not do better than this head. And he's got this loose fitting sweater. And I literally like, I was, I couldn't help myself while I was working. I usually keep action figures around, like lying around the desk. And I would just push his wheelchair around and go, the new Chalupa from Taco Bell, try it with chicken. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what he says when he's losing his mind. Does he? Yeah. Oh, see, I only saw it in theaters. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, my God. I've seen it like five times. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's so funny. It's getting to a point where my Patrick Stewart is turning into Bane. Yeah, it's the very, right. there's a similar link between the two. Yes, Wolf and Gage. There are four lights. I am Gotham's Reckoning. <laughs> it must like, be because they're both, of, um, are they both from the same part of England? Uh they're both from England, but here's the funny thing. Tom Hardy played Picard's clone. Oh, that's in right. In Star Trek Nemesis, which is terrible. Yeah. And he's not even that good in it. But I don't think they even hired him for his voice. Uh, because his Bane is kind of... Maybe he was doing Picard. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but these figures are gorgeous. And uh, the Hugh Jackman Logan comes with, with uh, you know, hands and then hands that can hold the wheelchair and push them. That's great. And then he has claws, but then he has an extra set of claws with blood on them. And I'm like, that's what I'm doing. And he's got like a man, he's got a mad head and a screaming head. And usually when the second heads are different expressions, I don't care. But the screaming head is so great. And he's just in that tuxedo with no tie, like when he's a chauffeur. Yeah. That movie, I love that movie so much. They're the nicest figures. They, they were so nice that it, they made me check my pre-order for my Josh Brolin cable, which has, still hasn't shipped. Oh, right. Because you got one. rid of the other, um, the X-Men, you had those like really detailed like $80 figures, Mafex. Um, I'm, the Mezco, I've got some. I'm slowly getting rid of those because when Gambit came out, I just realized I'm never going to have enough money and space to get all of these. 
So I am cutting down, but I did, I do have most of the movie figures. Like I got the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool and I got the regular Hugh Jackman Wolverine wearing the jacket. There's a mystique. There's a domino. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably going to get all of these. Yeah. But, yeah. So there's always more to buy. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing is like, at least there's um, plenty, plenty of ample supply. Yeah. What's your greatest thing in the world? Um, I would say actually, I'm still, if it wasn't the Mandalorian, it's still, um, sort of X, the X-Men crossover. Oh, is it really good? I'm still enjoying it. I'm waiting for a comiXology sale. So I haven't gotten past X-Men issue six and I want to go back to it, but I kind of want to wait for them to be 80 cents. Yeah. You you know, it's inevitable. They'll have the sale at some point. So it's a good time to catch up. Um, but it's the, I've, I typically despise, I don't know that I've ever read an X-Men crossover I liked. Um, and I'm loving this crossover. Um, I read a lot I liked, but when I reread them, I realized I was young. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the harsh truth of every uh, X-Men crossover is like nothing's kind of as good as you remember. It's just like, um, you know, I read like, I tried Age of X, had some interesting stuff going on with it a couple years ago. That was probably the closest to one that I enjoyed. Although people people still really, really love the Age of Apocalypse and Marvel is reprinting that omnibus. Yeah, I think a lot of that is like um, people love probably the world building more than they love the actual story. I think was, the, the world they created is interesting. I don't know that it's – I don't know if I'd be like, oh, man, what a great story. Well, have you read, the, have you read oh, those? Oh, I haven't read it. I'm just uh, like knowing what of a mess it is. You know? Well, I think it's, it's, not, a, it's not exactly a mess, but it, I think you put the finger on it because it is world building. The way they did it was they started the world with a one-shot, but then every series was self-contained. So like Weapon X was a four-issue story about Wolverine and he didn't really appear anywhere else. And Excalibur was a four-issue story with Nightcrawler and he didn't appear anywhere else. So it was really like, it was like how many books there were then, maybe eight. So it was basically eight different stories that took place in Age of Apocalypse. And then they wrapped it up on a one-shot. And one of the things I loved about it was they finished it. It, Like it had a beginning, middle, and an end. And then the next month it was like back to regular X-Men. And, but then it was so popular that they, you know, they, went back and they went back and they went back and people like it should have gone on forever and i'm like i wish i wished it never came back because i i want my stories to end yeah i i do think it's important that they end it's like um it's just they not always end great so we're we're about halfway through a 20 part crossover oh my god so many parts of it is and now does it feel does it feel like one story or, or do you feel like you're jumping from title to title? Um, you, you do still feel like you're jumping from title to title, but it's all still, it, it's, it doesn't seem shoehorned. It makes sense. All these different X-Men have to go gather swords for a big tournament. It's like, I don't know, say 10 X-Men versus 10 bad guys. Everyone needs to go get a sword. So in all the different books, it's showing the different swords that the characters have to go get. And some of them are from like, um, like Wolverine's got to go get that Miramusa blade or whatever. So it's like, it's, it's existing continuity stuff that they're using in here, which is mm. cool. And are you lost with any of the titles you weren't reading before? Um, only slightly. They do a pretty good job of you kind of, they, it, that the issues really only have to do with what the story's about, like the crossover story. Um, and one of the issues, the Hellions tie-in I read was so good. I went and reread all the other issues of Hellions. Oh, I, really? I was like blown away by how good it was. So um, it's the first time since uh, Joss Whedon was on X-Men uh, that I'm actually like sticking with X-Men on a regular basis and enjoying it. I tried constantly um, yeah. over the past couple decades trying to find something that was worth reading. And Well, there were so many relaunches. I remember like so picking many. up X-Men Blue and Gold and like when yeah. Bendis started and it was just like, it just kept letting me down over and over and over again. Right. So it's nice to be reading something that's like delivering. Um, it's still exciting. I'm, I'm a little uneasy that there's 20 parts of it, but you're basically getting two or three parts a week. So it should kind of be over, I would say, by the end of the year for sure. Well, here's um, my big question. Wrap. Here's my big question for you. Knowing, of course, that it hasn't ended and things can change. Uh, would you buy an omnibus of Sword of X? Uh, yes. At this point, any Hickman omnibus they put out from Marvel, I'm purchasing. It's like uh, I've read everything that guy's done at Marvel, and uh, um, you know, so far so good. So his entire X Men will include Sword of X, or maybe that'll be a separate omnibus. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely uh, kind of kind of like his Avengers included Infinity. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, although it all depends on how long he runs. I mean, you might be able to do an omnibus up to Sword of X because those first two, there's a hardcover of Powers of X and House of X. Right. And, and I, he, I didn't buy it because I feel like eventually there'll be an omnibus and it'll be in it. Right. So it'll either con- be concluded in the first volume or the first volume will collect. I think he wrote half of the New Mutants book. So that might yeah. be that in, might be included in its entirety in any X-Men omnibus. Yeah. So, I, um, yeah. I mean, I know that it'll, it'll be up eventually. So it's definitely something uh, I'd, I'd be getting. Well, if you want to tell us what your favorite X-Men era is, is it uh, Jonathan Hickman's sort of X or is it Wolverine saying turkey? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's the age of apocalypse somewhere you, in between the, there's ways you can let us know you can follow me at not on my book on twitter and instagram that is the official cabinet comics social feed you can also uh fa- go to facebook.com slash cabinet comics where we post all the news um you can also find me on nerd of all trades which comes out i believe the same day as this podcast i'm a guest on that talking about star trek movies so um Ooh, uh, we did a two-hour podcast. I don't know how long the episode is, but, yeah. <laughs> but I had a lot to say about Star Trek movies, and those guys were really cool. Tyler Birch invited me, and they were really fun guys, and we had a great conversation, so thanks to those guys, and, uh, and welcome to anybody who listens to them who decided to listen to this podcast. Stephen, how can they find the podcast if this is their first episode? You can find our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and there's a new one now, isn't there, John? Amazon. Amazon, that's right. We're everywhere. Everywhere you find your podcasts, there we are. And how do we find you? You can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. And we'll be talking to Michelle Saleo next week. And she's as Elaine Venice as ever. <laughs> and that's already recorded, <laughs> so I know what's happening. But we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>